We're taking <laughs> We're taking Darren back. We're gonna get him back together with Sandy. <laughs> what a great movie. Man, Saving Silverman is one of my favorite films. If you awesome. if you listen to this podcast and you haven't ever seen Saving Silverman, watch it. And I'm gonna say this if you're under the age of fifty five, watch it. Because if you're over the age of 55, you're not going to get him. You're going to hate. As my dad called him, Jack the Black. He just could not call him Jack the Black. <laughs> Jack the Black. So, man, what's happening? Brian, I have to interject. I would love to. You're going to love. You may not even remember this. Part of our friendship when we first met <laughs> was based on the fact. I, I don't know how it happened, but it was like it tripped me. But I just remember this moment where you were talking to me and somebody else, and I looked at you. And said, look into both of our eyes at the same time. <laughs> and immediately, you got the reference. I did. And you were like, oh my God, save it Silverman. I did. And it was, all, it was all peaches after that. And then I think I came to your table and ate part of your appetizer and it's said, if it's stuck together, nachos. it's one nacho. <laughs> it's just one nacho. <laughs> Old Ethel here. It's Me true. Sweet Peru. Yeah. Beer bong for the lady. <laughs> Beer bong for the lady. <laughs> Man, what a good film! Oh man, we we do an hour on Savored Silver. Yeah, I could do anyway. We, we could do a week. <laughs> What's happening, dude? Man, not much. What's been happening with you? Um, well, Brian, I'm I'm kind of in my I don't know what you call this. I'm in my tweener tweener months. Okay, you know, and and you've known that obviously, but I mean, it's uh, you know, we both got the scoreboard show going on. So if other people, which ask, is a raucous, rocking uh, good time, dude. <laughs> dude. So we fun. knew that was going to be so. Yeah, that's fun. fun. It's man. been a hit. Thanks to everybody for listening. Yes, but uh, other than that, man, just same work stuff as usual. Right. Kind of gearing up for soccer season here in about a month. You know, after school practice will start October fifteenth. Um, Two I'm days actually, before my birthday. I will have to put that on my calendar. Yeah, on the seventeenth, I'll be thirty-seven. October seventeenth, yeah. Brian Baldwin. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, your tweener months. Well, yeah, you know, I, I, I always tell myself in like September and October that I'm gonna like, okay, I'm gonna finally stain that deck, or I'm finally going to rearrange my living room. But my work schedule doesn't obviously allow for that kind of stuff all the time. And you know, when I'm off on Saturdays and Sundays this time of year, you know what I want to do? Right. I want to watch football. <laughs> so you know, it's just. It's relaxed, you know, because I'm not in the grind of trying to win every 30 seconds. But you know, it's it's it, at the same time, I, I you know, I, it's I do miss the coaching part of it. But you know, it's 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 cool this time of year. I get this little bit, and I get a little bit in the spring, and then so I, I want to take a trip or two. I, I'm kind of trying to line some stuff up like that. So you know, I'm I'm thinking about stuff like that. But what's you? What you oh, got man, going on? I've been busy um, making blue jeans. Uh, networking, we got some events coming up. That we've been uh, we've been knocking out and uh, no that we've been kind of planning. Uh, like you see, you know, we had the Ryder Cup thing go through the other day. Where the official the inauguration for the president. No, no, we're not doing whoever, whoever gets elected. Uh, everybody's money's green. Uh, one size uh, blue delta fits all. But uh, no, we make it fit. But uh, no, man, things have been good. Uh, hung out with a friend of mine, uh, Christian Luthi, lead singer of the yes. other band Luthi. He came into town and we hung out the other day. Uh, um, man, just uh, I've been taking it easy um, watching football. Checking my fantasy teams. Uh, That's kind of fun. Man. Yeah, it's like, fun. We're not going to talk about each other. Yeah, fantasy we're not going to talk about each other's fantasy. But it is fun to know that the, weekly. The, the hope springs eternal. The first, <laughs> the first. Few weeks. I did your draft. You did my draft. Uh, I'm one and one. You How, did pretty I was good. Ask you. Drew Brees getting hurt. We're not, oh, you know, dude, nobody cares. Drew. But, but Drew, it's okay. You did your best. You did a good. You did a good. Yeah, job. I thought it was a good team. McKinley did a good job because he drafted. Uh, he drafted some good starting running back, running backs and their handcuffs. I wanted to make sure. So he he did a good I job. He did a good job. Um, and then, uh, but other than that, you know, and, and I'm in my finals, of my or the semifinals of my big money baseball league. 
Oh, dude, that's so that's, that's fun, fun too. Yeah, and right now you're streaming pictures and stuff yeah, like that. That's like, awesome. I got a guy going tonight with an eight ERA, and you like got to find like somebody that can pitch wheel. on Monday and Saturday, yeah, so you can't yeah, you don't have to drop yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> and the thing is, I'm uh, yeah, I'm playing I'm playing against a good, of course, a good friend of mine, and we kind of don't talk trash. It's very gentlemanly. I'm like, hey man, best of luck to your guys this week. And if it so, wasn't me, I hope it's you. No, but other than that, you know, things are going pretty good. Um, it's been a it's been a good time. Um, just just getting things done. Um. You know, um, been to Oxford a couple times, watched a couple of football games yeah. over there. Um, been keeping up with that. Uh, what's your thoughts about what's going on in Starkville? Well, Brian, uh, Saturday's big. Uh, mm-hmm. Kentucky home opener, home home SEC opener. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm discouraged, but you know, not knowing the health of Tommy Stevens, and you know the way college coaches are now, they're not going to disclose anything if it's one of those deals where they could potentially play. Right. You know, like, if they're out, they're out. They'll tell you, you know, he's out four weeks, he's out for the season. But, like, with Tommy, and I think we didn't know that last week against, you know, the loss to K-State. But I don't know that it mattered necessarily because, I mean, K-State just whooped State, man. And as a State fan, it hurts to say that, but it's the truth. I mean, they just – on and, you know, you know the old college football saying – Games are won in the trenches, and that's where State got whooped on Saturday. And I think at this point in the year, it's starting to – the suspensions and injuries are starting to rear their ugly head. You play against a team that's big, strong, fast, tough, and they like to run the football, then you're going to get challenged. And guys that hadn't been thrown into the fray are getting used to it, you know. So, But, you know, I'm excited. You know, I, 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 I've told you this before. I am the rational fan. I believe that, you know, State's probably going to lose to the teams you expect them to for sure. You know, Alabama and LSU, I've already chalked up as losses. I mean, and everybody may be saying that this year. Yeah. But, you everybody know, outside I, I think Clemson. they could be competitive in the rest. And, you know, I just, I'm going to win the last one and go to a bowl game. That's yeah. the way I feel about Bill it. Bill Snyder's still at Kansas State. We did confirm that, right? No. He's not. Who was at Kansas State? All right. You're not going to know this name. His name is Chris Kleiman. His last stop was North Dakota State. That's right. Alumnus, I, yeah. Alumni of – Carson, Carson Wentz, Wentz yeah. yeah, they had the they had the game day a few years ago. They, they had sure a really did. cool scene. I actually remember that. And uh, was it Fargo? That's right. Eh? They look cool. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no man. I you know I, I think State's got some good players. Yeah. Uh, I think you know it's also rearing its ugly head. And this is anybody that disagrees with this is just doesn't follow sports enough. If you lose three guys to a professional league that were first-round draft choices in that league, you're going to have some drop-off. And that's yeah. not a – you know, it's not a diss to the guys State has now, but Jeffrey Simmons, Montez Sweat, and Jonathan Abram were really good football players on, and kept State in a lot of games last year they really probably shouldn't have been in. Yeah. You know, so. well, can, I, can I speak as an outsider to a non-football thing that I'm kind Please. of noticing right now in Starville? It, uh, I mean, I'm noticing what is going on in Starville with the fan base, was similar to what happened in Oxford. There is, there is, there was like you know a few years ago when Ole Miss fans were you know kind of griping and ho humming and whatever about oh man nine games you know we lost the wrong games we didn't get to Atlanta right. blah 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 state fans were going hey y'all should be like us be happy with your seven or eight wins a year and be glad you went to a bowl game and we're gonna pack this stadium out and y'all should do that too to the vault and now the shoes and on now the y'all are griping you got I mean like you know you got first round draft picks that you know that leave and like you said they're not yeah. they're not the fan base is getting bored you know this is a must win game and it's not like you said because it's a must win because it's the first SEC game yeah everybody around the, the area is saying it's a must win to stop boredom and keep fans in the stands that's a terrible attitude to you have know, right now and, and we had it not and the one thing that, that, that makes me think of that, it, like, my gripe is never 
with the results on the field. I don't know what it's like to be an SEC athlete. And anybody – you know those dads that and those old men that wear the headsets, they're locked in, oh, know man. the depth chart, know what recruits see- are there. Yeah. yeah. Those guys need to get a grip. They do. But I will say this. My biggest issue is still lingers, and it's not a grudge, but from when Moorhead came in last year and he told the players and the media, you know, start getting ring sizes – it's a humbling deal when you do that in this conference. And it does not matter right. who you are and who you coach. This conference is no joke, man. And I hope for his sake, for Mississippi State's sake, that things get back to even kill. He gets back to being a football coach more than a PR guy. Right. And I think he probably has learned his lesson to not be a PR guy and just say things. You know, you, you can be confident. And, you know, you can shoot for the stars, but – don't say it to the people that write stuff down and put it on media. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's keep you know, it in your I locker guess, room. Yeah, exactly. Use it in the locker room and don't mm-hmm. mention it again. Right. You know, it, it should stay in the locker room with your players. That's where co- be confident. You yeah. Know? The, the, the folks in Starville and Oxford, neither one of our fan bases have earned the right to be an elitist or have an elitist attitude. No. We have things that are very good in yes. our campus. Y'all's ag program, y'all's engineering program, oh, the vet school. Uh, I mean, our our uh, <coughs> law program, yeah, world class. <laughs> but with that being said, Harvard uh, the South, yeah, our horticulture program up there, world yeah. class too. But with that being said, what's going on on the football field in the recent decades? Ole Miss fans don't go back to the '60s. That's nothing modern. Is nothing that we should be no. pounding our chest about. You know, y'all had a good run. We had a good run. Yeah. Uh, as and good it's, as we gonna, can hope it's for. supposed to go like it that. is. It, it's cyclical. Yes. You know, if you think about it, we neither one of us really had that run um, in the 90s, really. You know what I mean? Like, y'all right. had one at the end of the 90s where you were in the SEC cup, championship. Cup, yeah, cu- we had the bowls. Eli years yep. in the early 2000s. And then for 15 years, you know, for a decade, we yeah. weren't good until, you know, the last run. Before that, it's every 10 years we're good. You know what I mean? And it's usually preceded. Right, but by y'all being good, you know, one follows the right. other. So I look for Ole Miss to maybe kind of, hopefully, bounce back. You know what I mean? And I think they will, man. And it, 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 I'll tell you this: you hate to put your eggs in one basket, but State has a big game Saturday. Ole Miss has a monster game big Saturday. Game. Don't even realize it. I don't think. Uh, yeah, because uh, I'll say this: if Cal would not have beaten Washington, they wouldn't be ranked. They'd right. be three and zero, and it'd just be a three and zero Cal team right. that beat you last year. But now you put that number beside their name. And I'm hoping, for Ole Miss's sake, that, you know, I've seen the crowds and State's been the same way. Students would get up Saturday morning mm-hmm. and say, you know what, we've got a ranked team from across the country coming good weather. down. With good weather. Let's get out and let's stay for four quarters see what happens. Because I can tell you this, any SEC stadium, including Vanderbilt, if you pack that out, get loud, and start believing you can win, becomes a incredibly tough mm-hmm. environment yeah. to play All you in. need to do is just – uh, have a good game plan and let your athletes take over. Yeah. And I'm hoping the game, you know, speaking of the game in Oxford coming up, I'm hoping it is one of those cases where just the better athletic team wins. You know what it, I mean? Like, yeah. you know, we pick off a couple of balls, they put a couple on the turf, we get sure. them. Uh, Scotty Phillips, Jerry, I need to do their thing. I called his breakout, by the way. He sure did. I mean, he broke he out. Broke out. <laughs> uh, man, he's going to be fun to watch. Um, I really think that um, – I really think that – hey, hold on. We're going to take a pause real quick. i got to tell you something funny right after the break. We're no stranger to the rain. So go rest high on that mountain. The sun you were. 
All right, we're back. Uh, in case y'all don't know, if McKinley, uh, he's our local uh, burial expert here in Tupelo. Burial expert. Huh? Burial expert. That's the way I'm putting it tonight. And uh, if his, he's on call, so if his phone rings, uh, he's got to go take a call. And we'll, we'll take a quick break to uh, t- tonight. I should invite you. Yeah, tonight. Was, hey, hey, man. You free? I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> I know all the uh, the backwoods. I strap a polo on you, throw some khakis on. We'll go yeah. and we'll tag team. And we'll yeah, deal. burial expert number two. <laughs> But, uh, but so anyway, ride. that was a false alarm on that call, thank goodness. But uh, we're back, and we were talking about small business football. I really just think I hope the SEC athletes take over and win. Yeah, uh, good game planning. Mike McIntyre's done a really good job. Yeah, this really year has. I think uh, even though Southeast Louisiana scored some points, that's just one of those things. Yeah, um, they look much more um, prepared on offense with Rich Rod. Agree. And Matt Corral needs a breakout game now. He really does. He you really know, does. And I, I think that that's that's the one thing. You know, for every fan base is, you know, what's going on at quarterback? Same thing happened to State last weekend. Tommy Stevens went out. You got to put a true freshman in and Garrett Schrader, who performed admirably. You know, the helicopter's all over the – Right. You know, to do that as a freshman. But, yeah, it's – absolutely. I think Matt Corral really needs to step up and say, guys, I'm going to be here for a couple more years and I'm going to be a good one. Yeah, you know? Matt, Luke, Matt Luke needs a win this weekend uh, to keep everybody from getting bored. Yeah. And to keep them coming uh, week to week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you don't want those calls of the coaches show to uh, get out of hand. Or so. not are quit coming. Yeah, for sure. Like <laughs> I mean, like the, a couple of years ago, the University of Memphis they quit having the Tubby Smith coaches show because people quit coming oh, to eat man. free wings. You know, in Memphis, yeah, free wings in Memphis. <laughs> Just get out of here. So free wings in here. Yeah, I mean, I have free wings here. I'd, I'd come. Yeah, I'd, go to, I'd go to the ICC. I'd go see. I go talk to Coach Cannon in ICC yeah. for free wings. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Well, uh, your Heisman hopeful still around? Yes. Uh, believe I'd mentioned it before earlier on the podcast that I took. Uh, I took Jalen Hurts, a little small wager, not a not a crazy wager, but hefty enough that if I win, he I took him at eleven to one before the season started, and I did that simply, Brian, because one I knew he's a good athlete, he's twenty six two as a starter, he put up some pretty damn good numbers at Bama, and uh, really Lincoln Riley is his head coach, and if you play quarterback at Oklahoma, based on two years history, and Lincoln Riley is your coach, you got a shot to win the. You Heisman. got a shot for sure. So for sure, but now those odds have dropped to three and a half to one. So, ah. and you know, and I'm thinking it's this way. They beat Texas, run the table, he's going to win the Heisman. Right. I mean, even if he remotely stays on the pace that he's at, even tapers off a little bit, he's going to have those same Kyler Murray numbers. He's going to have to throw for 4,000 yards, run for 1,000, and have 55 total touchdowns. And also, all the old white hairs voting on the Heisman are going to want to vote for the guy who transferred. And <laughs> that you know it. I oh, mean, yeah. you know, but my guy's still there. Justin Fields still doing his thing. Yes. You know, he's just scoring touchdowns. It could easily come down to those two. I would love for them both to be in New York. I, I, don't, I can tell you who's going to be in New York, Brian. Them two. Them two. Tua. Tua. And then whoever breaks out that we're not talking about yet. They'll be like Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. Yeah. He'll have like 2,100 yards. Or they may be like a – The kid from Home Improvement. JTT. <laughs> <laughs> also of Man of the House. Ooh. Yeah. Was that Chevy Chase? Was Chevy. Mm. And uh, Fair but, Fawcett, I believe. Yeah. Back when Chevy still wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> Cops and Robertson is one of the worst movies. Oh, man. Time. I've never – yeah. Bill Murray made Caddyshack for me. Well, I, but you know what? I have to – I, okay, we'll come back to this. No, we'll do it right now. What do was it. Inter- since you interjected earlier, I'll interject here. Please, um, really, give me some movies in which their soundtrack was way better than the film. Since I'll start, for instance, here's where I'm going to okay. go with this. Nobody's fool, Kenny Loggins, from Caddyshack Two. Okay, Nobody's fool, good song, Caddyshack Two, terrible. Okay, so something along those lines. So give me, you got, you got one off the top of your head. 
I love Dazed and Confused, mm-hmm. so it's hard to say that soundtrack was better, but, you know, looking back, it was just a movie that I kind of watched because it was cool to watch it in the mm-hmm. late 90s, 2000s, but that was a good soundtrack, and then I'm trying to think of it. There was one I had in my head right when you said it. Um, I l- well, <laughs> you're going to laugh at this, because, see, I actually like this movie, but based on a national scale, Basketball is not a great movie, but it's not. oddly enough, the soundtrack's pretty <laughs> decent. Uh, what was the Real Big Fish? Yeah, had a big role in it. And the, you know, it just—I think about that. It, with more time, I could come up with a—I could come up with a better one that I could think of. But there, there's—I love all the '80s, '90s movies, right? Um, that like you don't really remember the soundtrack because you remember the movie so much. Mm. But like all of them were pretty good. I'll tell you, I, re- I went off the top of my head the film Arthur. With Dudley Moore from back in the day, from the eighties, um, it had a song of Arthur's theme, Christopher Cross. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. That was a good one. And another, another film, and I love this film, but the soundtrack is pure gold. Walk Hard, st- Story of Dewey, Dewey Cox. Cox. That soundtrack is actually a very good album, and <laughs> the film. Good friend of the show, John C. Riley. Yeah. The film's pretty ridiculous. But anyway, sorry I did that. But No, who, that's, that's a good... I had to kind of segue there for a second when we were talking about that. But uh, who are your big surprises and, dis, uh, and disappointments this year in college football? College football... Give me one of each. All right. Uh, biggest surprise so far? I'm going to have to go with Auburn, man. Uh, as crazy as... I know we just mentioned them, but, mm-hmm. like, true freshman quarterback, you know, the, the, here's the thing. We'll find out how good Auburn is this weekend when they play AM. And even if they lose that game, though, I could see Auburn going nine and three and being the best nine and three team you do not want to play in the Gator Bowl. But uh, I was impressed with that win over Oregon. I really, because you could hear Malzahn after the game, and he was like, those guys' offensive line is going to cause nightmares for people all year. And I actually watched that game here in this living room. And, uh, Oregon, Oregon's going to go eleven and one. I, mm-hmm. I firmly believe Oregon's going to win the Pac-12, and you could say I guess they're a surprise too, but they don't have that win yet that kind of makes them that way. But I want to go with Auburn on that. My biggest disappointment so far, man, I don't even want it to be Tennessee, just because I don't think it's fair to Jeremy Pruitt. He does not have what he needs yet. And it really speaks more that Butch Jones just left that place. It just The last three or four coaches have left that place as a nightmare. I mean, one guy napalmed it. One guy nuked it. And the other gave it <laughs> something. That, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> Arctic winter. Literally. But, but from, from that, that combo of, of Dooley, Kiffin, and Jones, man, it just it was awful. But So, I don't want to say Tennessee, but I'm going to go with Miami. Okay. They let a game slip first game of the college football season against Florida. They had it. They just literally you could you could just tell that they were not prepared for a big time game. And Florida didn't play well either. But Dan Mullen's guys got it done when they had to. And did did last week against Kentucky too. They're finding ways to win games. Uh and then, you know, Miami just lost to uh, somebody. They started out one and two, you know, so like they blew the doors off somebody sixty three to nothing, like Kennesaw State or something. But they're one and two. It's it's a little disappointing to me that, that they can't Get over the hump, I right. should say, because the ACC needs a second contender. Yeah. I would have never expected Manny Diaz football team to not be prepared. Hey, me either, because yeah, I, mean, I mean, he goes to state. Everybody loved him. I mean, yeah. he did a great job as a defensive coordinator. But 
Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of disappointed. In my yeah, I, re- I really thought he'd be a little more organized. What about on your end? Um, surprise, Central Florida. Dude, that's a. I actually thought about that. I, I like, man, they just they won 28 straight regular season games. It's, it's crazy. Something, something crazy. And literally just blew the doors off of Stanford. Now, yeah. this is, that's interesting you say that, and if you don't mind, I need to say this. Stanford is the one team on the West Coast that plays an SEC style of, you know, we're going to have big backs, we're going to have a big offensive line, we're going to run right at you. Pro passing game, play action passing, stuff like that. we're going to wear you out all Mm -hmm. game. Central Florida just said, you know what? We're going to wear you out. (laughs) We're going to wear you out. we got athletes that you don't have, and we're going to use them. And I'm telling you, that game was never even close. I remember when I was younger, people used to talk about Central Florida being a uh, a, not even a sleeping giant because they never were a giant, but like a, a, a thing that could be a big deal. George O'Leary was going to be there, and he was going to make it a Dude, big deal. And State you know, played him in the Liberty Bowl in 08, and they were they were a sack. And uh, there's so many athletes in Florida. And, and you know, they always said if they ever got their facilities on par with yeah. everybody, well, they started getting donor money in. Uh-huh. You know I mean? They got some excitement and you know, about and that time. They got Disney World there. They got mm-hmm. pro teams yeah. around. And they got beaches. Yep. I mean, that's, and there's a lot of old money there yeah. in the area. I mean, a lot of retirees, a lot of folks move there because they – I mean, there's people yeah. – I mean, I know we, we have several friends in our friends group that – when they were younger, their families relocated to Florida from New York. You know it what I mean? It speaks a lot to the program, too, that you can lose a coach like Scott Frost mm-hmm. to his alma mater and Josh Heupel steps right in and yeah. you don't miss a beat. Yeah. Another, really cool, yeah, I mean, man. I mean, yeah. So, uh, they're, they're my surprise. That's, that's um, good stuff. I, I look forward to seeing them play Memphis later in the year. That's 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 the game mm-hmm. in the it AAC. Is. That is. is the game. And then uh, my disappointment, UCLA. Oh, dude. Are they they're 3-12 and 12 under uh, Chip, Chip Kelly? Kelly? Three like, and 12. And, you know, he was a it, sure it, thing. It's hard to say that he doesn't get – to me – he doesn't get the Jeremy Pruitt excuse simply because Jeremy Pruitt's in the SEC. There's a lot of winnable games in the Pac-12. He needs to start turning the corner quick. I think he's gone from Mad Hatter to just crazy. Yeah, he's just like, all right, what are we doing now, man? You were the, mm-hmm. you were the offensive, you know, Nick the Greek of the, you know, mid to late 2000s, and now you did a stint in the NFL, and now nobody knows who you are. Yeah, you know, and sometimes those guys who are known as offensive gurus and geniuses, Hugh Freeze is kind of guilty of it back in the yeah. day too. Sometimes you just have to refocus. Yeah. Recruit big linemen, recruit a good quarterback, yep. recruit a good running back, and line up and hit people. You know what I mean? You have to push That's people what off they the did ball. At Oregon. Yeah. Take away the window. That's what Auburn does. Uh-huh. Take away yeah. all the window dressing, mm-hmm. all the motions, all the, and all yep. that. Mm-hmm. They line up and they run right at you. Memphis they the same just way. Do it and make you mm-hmm. look at stuff. They 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 run yeah. the same running plays from twelve different formations, yeah. and they hit you with the same guy over and over and over. And yeah. I mean, uh, but they they got he better figure something out. Yeah, or he'll be Marcus Mariota is not walking through that door. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> UCLA'd be happy right now if Mark Harmon walked through that door from 1970. <laughs> He's probably better on NCIS than he would be a quarterback now. But uh, but yeah, that, man, those are some big things going on for me. But uh, yeah, so uh, you know, I I need UCLA to either figure it out or fire Chip Kelly so we can make it more interesting because the Pac-12 it's not is garbage. It's garbage. It's not, you know. So. I consider Chris Peterson to be a top five coach in college football, not simply because of what he did at Boise, but because he wins everywhere he goes. And he does it at places that, I mean, like Washington's had a couple runs here and there. We had Jake Locker. I think they won uh, a national championship in the 80s. Yes. They, they, and and, the and you know, they had, uh, whenever Washington has a big time quarterback, they're good. Locker, Browning. Jake Locker, Browning, uh, Marcus Tui. Tuiasasopo. Marcus Tuiasasopo. That's a good one. So, my first memory of uh, Washington football was Napoleon Kaufman. Oh, dude. Of Oaken Raiders fame. He could go. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought it was funny to have a bro named Napoleon. I'm not going to lie. Absolutely. I was a kid. I didn't get you that. Gotta make, you got to like, why would they name after a French? <laughs> it's pretty funny. Anyway. But, you know, moving on. Um, this time of year, 
you know, the early part of the football season, I always kind of think of, you know, my college days when I was tailgating, yeah. when I was when I was hanging out in the, the Grove and all that thing more often. But it also kind of took me back to something else that happened last week. Uh, back in, uh, I guess you would say, the formidable years of our, our aging. Uh, September 11th attack, 2001. Yeah. You know, everybody has a story uh, where they were. Um, what was going on with you at September 11th, 2001, McKinley? I was a sophomore in high school. Um Maybe I was a junior in high school. Yeah, I was a junior in high school. And I was in Eddie McCaskill's uh, A&P class, 9.30 in the morning. And, uh, you know, I guess at our age. It was on a Tuesday. It was on a Tuesday. And you remember, we used to have Channel Zero that you had to watch in, like, homeroom. I thought they called it Channel One. Well, or, yeah, Channel yeah. One. It was Channel One News. Lisa Ling. <laughs> You do remember. <laughs> of course. But so, you know, you, you went to your first period class. Yeah. And then you had homeroom with Channel 1, and then you went to second period. Well, I had Eddie McCaskill for homeroom and A&P. So, of course, after first period, I just rolled in there and just kind of, you know, ate my snack and then got ready for A&P. But I remember right after homeroom, he got started with his lesson, and I'll never forget this. It was uh, Teresa Ware. It's on the science hall. Uh, Miss Teresa Ware, Miss Monica Rowe. And Miss uh, Lisa Moore and Miss Sherry, uh, Sherry Latham, all the science teachers love these people. Uh, they all came, you know, kind of out in the hall. There's commotion. And Coach McCaskill's real stoic. You know, he just, he wasn't he uh, he used to take his coffee mug and put it half or full of coffee right first thing in the morning. He'd drink a cup on the way to work, and then he'd fill it up halfway, and then he'd dip and spit in it and make you think. And he had this big old just old Western mm-hmm. beard. Like it was discolored from the tobaccos he used. Awesome dude. <laughs> But yeah, he he's, he's dipped in class. <laughs> I knew it, <laughs> but, but I, nobody cares. But anyway, uh, and I still use that practice to this day. I, I learned that. If I learned anything in A and P, it was how to dip and make people think you were drinking coffee. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, you don't know what the <laughs> scapies, malleus, and <laughs> yeah. scapula is, but you but know how to. N- dip. No kidding, uh, man. He, I just remember him coming back in, and it was, you know. You, at the time, you don't think about it, but now looking back on it, I'm glad I was where I was because he was a very, very smart man. He taught ANP for God's sakes, but he uh, he kind of explained to us because we didn't know. I didn't know what the World Trade Center was when I was in high school, and he kind of walked in and said, "Guys, I'm just you know, kids. I'm I'm going to let y'all know now. The World Trade Centers have just been attacked by terrorists, and one of the towers has fallen." He said, now, normally I would finish my lesson out, but we need to watch this on TV. So, of course, we cut it on, and, you know, it's – and I didn't know what to think, Brian, because it was uh, – here's the thing. We had a terrorist attack in the early 90s, the, the Pentagon, like 93, I think. Oklahoma City bombing and Oklahoma was City oh, domestic bombings. terrorism. But see, that was domestic. This was something that was unknown to me mm-hmm. because I was eight when the 93 Pentagon attack. But I just kind of remember, like, having so many questions immediately – and not knowing what to ask, what this means. And, you know, so I just obviously, like any high school kid would do, you know, their parents were calling the school, checking them out. And, you know, of course, my parents didn't. But, I mean, I remember getting home from school and my parents were concerned. And I know when my parents are concerned, it was like, okay, this must be a big deal. And there were people, you remember the gas stations? Everybody oh, yeah. was going to get gas immediately. And, man, I just... I, Looking back on it, man, I, I, I really wish I would have known I would have known the brevity of it, I guess you'd say. But I realize how important it is now. Uh, but and I'll, I'm going to talk more about this after. I want to hear where you exactly where you were, and then I'll tell you about the aftermath of you know some yeah, of the well, stuff. I was a, I was a freshman at Northwest okay. Community College in Senatobia. 
uh, I was I was on the basketball team there, and they were going to redshirt me. So I said, well, if y'all are going to redshirt me, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to, like, Hi. work out on my own. Hang. So <laughs> I work on my own. So uh, I remember on that Tuesday, I'd, I'd just gotten out of, uh, I skipped a morning workout that they were having. And I went to, uh, I was getting out of English Comp 1, freshman year, Mr. Osier's class. He was a really good teacher, a professor over at Northwest. But every day I would get out of class, I would go, um, Meet my friends Nick Weaver and Hal Teaser. We were the only three folks that went, and Mark Carnes from from Pontotoc. Yeah. He went to be on the radio team. Uh, we all went to Northwest together, and uh, we would go meet at the Burger King every day and hang out. And then we would all go back to my house and hang out and do whatever, you know. Um, but I would always get in my car and listen to sports talk radio. And I got in my car this day and I cut on the radio immediately because I was wanting to hear what was going on. You know, it was a big deal in Memphis, and it was a national broadcast and it was news. And I, man, I was like, what in the hell's going on, right? What has happened? And they were like, and at this time, only the first tower had been hit. So I was like, I, I kind of put two and two together, and I said, oh, man, somebody flew a plane yeah. into the World Trade Center. That's terrible. Like, how could this happen? You know, what idiot would fly a plane in the World Trade Center? Right. Well, I said, I need to go check this out. So I drove over to Mark Carn's house. He had a house off campus, and his door was locked. I couldn't get in. Uh, but I, I crawled through his bedroom window, and he was asleep in his bed, and I went through his bedroom, and I went to the living room, and about the time I cut the TV on, the second plane hit. And oh, wow. as soon as the second plane hit, I remember seeing it and going, well, this was not an accident. You know what I mean? Like, right. th this was not yeah, an accident. Yeah, I mean. That, like, it's like 9.36 a.m. I mean, we were watching the same thing, yeah. and it was just like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. You know, like, yeah. they showed it live. And then I, I remember seeing that, and it, it hit, and I said, oh, my goodness, this is real. And I went to Burger King, and Hal and Nick got out of class, and I remember sitting there, and the conversation was just different from that point on. Like, we were in college. Like, we were all kind of looking at each other going like, okay, we're going to war. Are we about to get drafted? I thought the same like, thing. Like, I mean, I like, thought, man, I, I mean, we're thing. in college. Are we okay here? Like, we're not university. We're in junior college. Like, right. Oh, heck. You know what I mean? Like, and there was all kind of questions going on. Like, you know, I had friends back home quitting school and Going in the military, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, I had friends whose dads were getting re-all, I mean, immediately. Yeah. You know, we were in Iraq. We were in Afghanistan. We were all over the place. And But I remember that day, um, I had a girlfriend. She was going to Itawamba. And I remember everybody in Memphis was so scared that Memphis might be on the target because of FedEx. Oh, yeah. It was an international hub. And they were like, if you kind of take down this, you know, that was just kind of the rumor, you know. So they canceled class at Northwest. And uh, I remember going to my dad, he was the coach at Independence that time, right. Independence High School. And I, I remember going over to Independence, and uh, they didn't cancel school for, in Independence for the rest of the day, but it's pretty much school shut down. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? And I remember going in his office with him, and we were just kind of talking about stuff. And he was like, you know, um, this is going to be the most changing event in the history of our world. And I was like, really? He goes, yeah. It's like, you know, before technology wasn't a big deal, when we were having NOM. And sure. These were just wars. War was we war. were just war was war. But, like, somebody's come over here. And done something really and violated us. Yeah, you know what I mean, and uh, it changed things. You know, and and uh, somebody was and I were talking and I, I looking back on it, I wish I would have paid attention more prior to September 11th. Like we talk about 88 cent gas. You know yeah. what I mean, like you know, but like, I and would, I vaguely remember, yeah, you like know, when I was a little kid, yeah. and you know, my mom's going to fill up, and it's, yeah, you know, ninety one cents. The Chevron and Pontotoc was a new gas station. I remember filling up for eighty seven cents. Yeah, I, I filled, I filled up my Jeep Cherokee. Um, I remember being able to go to the airport and flying, and my mother walking me all the way to my gate, 
and never getting asked a question about, did you take this bag as anybody else carried your yeah. bag? You know, um, I remember just buying a pair of tennis shoes one time and my mom calling in and just like giving the person the credit card and then writing and it down by fine. hand. Then it was fine. Like, you know, the world just changed. Everything changed. Um, a few years ago, a friend of mine was getting on a plane and he had a pair of New Balance tennis shoes that he bought from the store. But when he walked through the security thing, had to put his hands over his head and then oh, the yeah. body scan, his shoes were accidentally made with a razor blade in the sole, like just like a, like a, like a small razor blade. They took him out like he was Richard, whatever the guy is, the shoe bomber, you know what I mean? Wow. Just because it was just like a crazy thing that had yeah. no shoes. I mean, like the world changed, you know? Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts about September 11th and then September 12th? September 11th, man, I, I listening to you talk to that legitimately like gave me cold chills for a minute because it take I think at least at the age I was and you were, we were smart enough to know that this was not a but like I think about kids that like were in like second grade mm-hmm. or third grade, you know, like if you were like a kid kid like pre adolescence, you really didn't know what was going on. I remember the only thing I wanted to do was get as far away as from Memphis as I could and get to Itawan but hang out with my friends from over here, my yeah. girlfriend and just talk about it. Like I remember, I remember getting over to Itawamba and like all the people that like and Nick was, and Howard with me, and they were just sure. like they, we were all just trying to figure out like what, what's, what, next? what's next, yeah, exactly. You know, and that that's it. Just you say that because like so when I was at Tupelo High School at the same time, school didn't shut down, but it was the same. That's all everybody talked mm-hmm. about. The next four classes, and even in practice, the next four days. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. you know, it's just one of those deals, man. Like as long as I live, I'll never forget it. And I, I told you before we got on that that. It's the one week I can just literally remember every single thing that I did. And I've had so many highs and lows in my life. I should be able to remember, oh, I remember that exact at bat from that baseball game. But, like, I never remember anything like I do this. But to to, to go to September 12th, I think that I was – my mind was a little poisoned, I guess you'd say, by, you know, watching the news. It's the first time I'd Anger. ever – Yeah. It's 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 the first time I've ever watched the news extensively about something other than just you know Jim Holder or you know yeah. like Desert Storm. It was it I was five. Yeah, yeah, you were young. I mean, yeah, I had yeah. a cousin in it, but you know, it, was, yeah. it wasn't enough that I was like you know. And watching a war on the news is different. It's so different. It's different. And, and man, I I, I I got angry, you know, and 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 I guess part of me got scared, you know. Like I think I think if you said you didn't get scared, then you were probably lying. Because the only reason I say that, man, is because nothing, there's nothing scarier from a global perspective or even a national perspective than terrorism. Vulnerability. And vulnerability, mm-hmm. you know, being open to something like that possibly happening. And I got scared, and then all of a sudden I got really patriotic. Mm-hmm. And nobody, and this is, I mean, this, of course, is obviously just conjecture in my opinion. But nobody captured the moment and the moments after 9-11 quite like professional sports did. Mm-hmm. Whether you are Democrat or Republican or independent, black, white, Asian, whatever, Asian-American, whatever, it literally, every year I see it when they commemorate it and they post it to Twitter, I will never forget George W. Bush firing a strike, Yankees, Diamondbacks, I'll, I'll never. I mean, I'm literally getting cold I thinking, about thinking about it, yeah. dude. Like with a bulletproof with vest a bulletproof on. vest on, just just a few days after, 
and in like one week, right? It, it was, was game right, three. I mean, because they, game they three. suspended games. Yeah, it was game you know. three of the World Series. That's right. Yeah. And man, I, I just I'll never forget it, Brian. I'll never forget it. And it, it was one what, of those. No, deals. It was Marlins. No, it was Diamondbacks. It was Diamondbacks. It was Diamondbacks. I thought the, I thought the Diamondbacks beat them the next year with the Luis Gonzalez. Hit. That was uh. That uh, ninety-seven was the Marlins. Okay. Oh one was the Diamondbacks. Randy Johnson, Kirk Schilling. Okay. Um, but man, I, I'll never forget that. And sports just sports really capture the moment. And that was, I wish sports could go back to that moment when there were things more important than sports because nothing. Do you remember the? Uh, and this is a little bit off topic, but do you remember when the uh, Boston Marathon got bombed? Yeah, you remember David yeah. Ortiz? Like, dude, I don't. I'm not a Red Sox fan, but that was one of those deals where I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is what you know." If you say athletes are not idols, go back and watch that George Bush thing. Mm-hmm. Watch Bob Brinley and Joe Torre speak to him, and Derek Jeter walk before he walks out of the dugout say, "Hey, you better throw a strike." Mm-hmm. And he did it from the pitcher's mound. Yeah, just I will never. <laughs> the one sports moment. I won't forget, Brian, is that one right there. He and lost. I just remember being ready. And it was the one time in my 34 years of living where regardless of my differences, your differences, my neighbor's differences, whoever's, gender, sex, race, religion, whatever, America was one. We needed a strike. And he threw And it. he fired one. I mean, I remember, I remember him walking out to, uh, walking out to the mound – and me thinking to myself, is he gonna step on the foul line? You know what oh, I mean? Like, I, like, like, I mean, I was, I was baseball savvy, savvy. Baseball which he does. He obviously. does. And you know, yeah, he he got out there and he walked out there. And I remember, it, like, he kind of waved or something, and he fired that thing, and then he walked off the mound. And I remember when he threw it, literally, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I know. You know what I mean? I think I maybe like fist pumped or like I got I that mean, like when um, when USA does something really good in the Olympics mm-hmm. and they win an event they're not supposed to win, like a team event or an individual event. Like when Michael Phelps came on the scene, he was right. not supposed to beat the guy from like Germany or whatever, mm-hmm. and he won. Like when Rocky like, Balboa it was defeated that, kind that of guy in the boxing. Yes. <laughs> I know, no, same, no, but I know thing. exactly what you're talking about, But though. that's how I felt. Yes. I was like, yeah, you know, our president just threw a strike. You're screwed. Yeah, I remember the, the two things that I really remember about post-9-11 was how, like you said, how galvanized we were. Oh, you know, man. And the two things that I really remember were that one you just mentioned. And, and I'll say this. It doesn't matter if it's September the whatever, 2001, or if it's September the 11th, 2019. When I hear Alan Jackson's, oh, where dude. were you when the world stopped turning, it takes me back to another place. Dude. I listened to it the other day. I'm a 36-year-old man. I'll be 37 in a month. And I was at work, and I was uh, I was in my cubicle. And that song, literally, I don't have a September 11th playlist. No. I just, I literally just it's have a- that song. I just have a country music playlist. And that thing, that song got- Mixed in that playlist, that thing that day, and I remember listening to it on. And I was in my cubicle the other day, and like my, it got dusty in there. My eyes got a little watery, and I remember thinking to myself, like, this song is awesome. It talks about you know, did you go out and buy a gun? Like, did you did oh, you yeah. sit at home and, and hug your loved ones? Like everything it spoke we to all thought, every single American. It did. And 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 as as that song, I remember hearing that song and thinking to myself, like, man, like that, that it got to me. You know, what I mean, so I, I remember those two things. I remember him sitting there on a, on a stool singing that song with a, a spotlight on him in a, on a dark stage. And unbelievable. Um, but it, you know, probably unfortunately, the way it, the way our lives work. The last great day was September the 11th, of naivety 
of us being a naive world was September the 10th. Yeah. The, probably the last great day of unification was September, September 12th. Because after that, I think so. we became divided. I mean, like, literally the next day, the very where's next the day. money going? Yeah. Where, where are we getting, are we having, I mean, yeah. We're yeah, going to spend it on this. Or yeah. Gonna, yeah. But for one day, we were all really well, one. And I can tell you this. I don't know if you've been, have you ever been to New York City? I've never been, man. I want to so bad. Man, it will literally, it, it will take your breath away going to, to ground zero and going to the, man, it's indescribable. I've heard it's the only quiet place in the city. It, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's so true. It's and I've, I've literally been to New York City one time. And, of course, I got to see Lady Liberty. I got to, you know, got ride the subway. I got to do, you know, I got did it a lot. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, just the, it's, 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 it's the crown jewel of American, I don't know how to say it. It's, it's like, if, if, you, if you have a bucket list of stuff, if you're, Older in age and you travel, if you have not seen it, you have to see it. And it's it, it just man, it'll it'll literally overcome you with emotions mm-hmm. if you see it. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we, you and I could probably have about three podcasts on this, dude. No, because I'm it's literally so like almost shaking things. Uh, it's it's a really interesting topic to talk about um, because we all have emotions and opinions on it. Sure. And I'm not going to delve into opinions, and I don't care. Right. About what you, th- but people, not you, but what people in general think about who did what or if it was deserved or if we knew that none of that, it, it does matter, but it doesn't matter. But what does matter is that we don't need to forget it. We're, we're Ever. Uh, schools, uh, places are wiping certain things out of our history books. And whether right or wrong, I get there are some things that, will, that are maybe not so PC anymore that maybe sure. we should not talk about as much. We, But this should not be forgotten ever and 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 if you don't learn from history you're doomed to repeat it 100 and uh just we just need to make sure that we're just aware you know what i mean and that's why we shouldn't forget that and the other thing we shouldn't forget um like i said whether your thoughts on it whether right or wrong people lost their lives yes that shouldn't have uh innocent people and the people the 450 or so first responders that lost their, and we're still losing today by the way absolutely they're dying of cancers and and other related uh illnesses uh Traumas, psychology, yeah. psychological things. Um, man, those people should never be forgotten. You know what I mean? They, they, they are the true embodiment of heroes. They don't wear capes. Uh, but we, they, there should be uh, families, children, generations of those people should be taken care of. That's just my personal no opinion. No question about it. Yeah, for sure. That's just my opinion. All right, well, moving on to a little bit happier topic. Sorry, but I just, you know, it's just tough for me not to think about that. Because no, it was here. it was such a, I mean, we were, hell, we were, I was 18. You yeah. were 16. That's right. I mean, when are you more of a human growing into being right. what you are from 16 to 18 to You're 20? absolutely right. So anyway, which takes me to my next point. We were, I was in college. You were almost in college. True that. What were some college bands that you could not miss? Tell me about Mac Holland on a Thursday night <laughs> in Starville. I want to know about this. Right. I don't know how they do it now, man, but like. They don't do it as good as we did. That's no, for sure. There's no <laughs> shot. There's a there's so many bands and single acts that weren't big then that are huge now, and I had two. Now I got three. Okay. One I'll never forget this. Gavin DeGraw. I saw him. Tell me where you saw him. Uh, Dave's. But yep. <laughs> okay. So I I saw Gavin DeGraw at Dave's Dark Horse Tavern, and he was. It was just when. Uh, uh, I don't, don't want to be anything other than he went from Dave to then selling out Ricks. It was it was wild. But dude, like, and then like a year later, he's the man. Like yeah. you know, he's got three albums. You know, one went platinum. But no, Gavin DeGraw. Oh, cherry, cherry. <laughs> dude, that, 
so good. I'll never forget that. Yeah, man. And it, ca- it kind of gave it you like a... burned CDs of mine. Oh, same. But it gave you like a sense of culture. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't like mainstream. It wasn't rap. It wasn't country. It wasn't hard rock. It was just... What's Dev- Gavin DeGraw? soulful white dude. Yeah, it was just <laughs> Gavin DeGraw. It's, it's, he's got his own little category. That was one. Two, and I don't know her name, but there was a girl... And she was in a sorority. It was in Delta Gamma, I think. And she was a senior, like, when I was a freshman. And, like, it was a guy she was dating came to Rick's. And at the time, he had one song, and it was on the radio. And I guess he was probably, he's probably a couple years older than us. But uh, the song, and I'm going to give you the song. We all went to hear this one song at Rick's, and it was called What Was I Thinking? Do you know that artist? She said, what was I thinking? Yeah. Uh, was this, was it, was it Dirk's Bentley? <laughs> yes. Okay. 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 So it was Dirk's Bentley. Yeah. I was and, thinking about it. And he played one. at Rick's yeah. because his girlfriend was a senior at Mississippi State. And they're married now to what, from what I understand. Right. But he played stuff. And I was like, man, this guy's not bad. He's pretty good. And of course, sure enough, uh, he turned out to be a you know platinum country artist. The third one is a college only. This guy was only good when I was in college, but for some reason, I mean, I hadn't heard it from him since. Well, let me, okay. And I got one more. I'm sorry. I know I'm going long on this. You're not bothering me. Our, our listeners love this. It's taking them back. Corey Smith. Okay. I, I knew you were going to say him. Did I, I take it. one of yours? No. Okay. No. But, dude, it was like when Corey Smith came. I was a little too like, much. I was a little too hip hop for Corey Smith. Yeah, I'm sorry. and he was he was he was. Different. He's good. He's good. But he's he's talented, you know. And he had that kind of spring break. Vibe he's a Georgia about guy. He's a Georgia yes, guy, I think so. Uh, but he was that guy that played colleges, and that's what he did. That's all he did. He played spring break and he played colleges. But every time he came to Starkville, I'd try to go. The one that is my absolute all time favorite, and they have, I think the, I don't think they have a band anymore. Benji Davis Project. Benji Davis Project. My favorite college band experience. I still, to this day, have an entire album and five or six other songs of Benji Davis on my phone that I purchased because my good friend Coyd Hutchison is from Baton Rouge. He went to high school with them. So he uh, he was in touch with them when the, before they came to Starkville. He's like, man, you want to go see this band with me? You know, I, I went to high school with these guys. And you, you hear that and you're like, I don't man. I don't want to go hear the guys you went to high school. You know, anyway, I went. Had a good time. Loved them. Mississippi, the track Mississippi. Oh, God. It's yeah. Good. And then the Cajun Crawfish Bowl, Louisiana Saturday Night. I mean, they're, they're good, man. They're good. But anyway, those those are my four. So hit me. I like those. Well, um, I'll go ahead and start off mine. I'm a couple, couple years older than you. But uh, there was no college town band quite like the boys from Ingram Hill. <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> they were good, <laughs> man. I've seen them. Uh, they were good. If you were a single male <laughs> trying to get lucky and Ingram Hill was in town. You better not you miss that get, show. You, you were there. You didn't care how much the cover was. Oh, oh man, for sure. That was a good one. Uh, funny story about Ingram Hill. One time they played at the library in Oxford. And um, as uh, I walked in, um, the guy at the door said, uh, he told me the cover and uh I said, okay, cool, and I paid the cover, and then I they, I looked over to my corner. To, I looked back to the corner over to the right, and there was a guy about to get in a tussle, oh. and he was not wanting to pay the cover. <laughs> and I looked, and this was a gentleman. He looked kind of important to me, and he happened to be our starting quarterback for the Rebels at the no. time. 
one number 10, Eli Manning, no. was not wanting to pay the cover to watch Ingram Hill. And uh, sure enough, he got in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can imagine. Yeah, but Ingram Hill was awesome. I bet I saw him 30 good, times. He, Eli was pissed. I but think anyway. they played Starville Oxford like eight weekends in a row back and forth. Yeah, they were good. They were good. They were, they were, they were the go-to band for a lot of us white guys. Um, another one, I'll, I'll never forget this. My first Thursday in college, I was going to Northwest. We came over to Oxford, and the library was just the middle bar back then. Yeah. It wasn't the sports bar. And uh, we thought Afro Man was playing, who was another go-to, by the way. That's my age. Uh, so we, we thought Afro Man was playing, and we were in line to go in the library, and um, we saw a sign that said 17th floor. And I was like, I've never heard of this band. Where is Afro Man? And my friends, we had a couple of friends behind us that were older than us that I used to play high school basketball with. And they were like, man, this band's way better than Afro Man. So I get in there. And the 17th floor was a four-man band. But they were the nation's number one hip-hop touring cover band. So the entire three hours they played was Juvenile, Snoop Dogg, <laughs> Pharrell. Awesome. It, was in, it was awesome. So the 17th floor was my second go-to. Uh, my third one, of course, like I just said, was Afro Man, of oh, course. No um, fourth band. Local band, um, they didn't play together long, uh, but they were really awesome, and I thought they were going to be the next big thing. Rhymes with Orange. My boy Steve Sutter. Steve Sutter, yeah. So uh, I'm friends with Steve and Cole and Clay Lezon, also from Tupelo. I know, Clay, I know both of those And guys. Mark Ward was the drummer. Yeah. Uh, but they used to, they lived, they all lived together in Thaxton when they were <laughs> doing the whole Rhymes with Orange thing. And they were insane. They were so good. I, about the time they were doing their thing, Maroon 5 was kind of becoming into prominence. And oh, we yeah. all thought they're going to be the they're next. They're the next Maroon 5. Yeah, I mean, just, they were just, man. And Steve so made good. it. Steve did. Mickey Echo. The, the, the Rihanna cover song. of Rihanna State. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. he made he it. Wrote, he wrote it. We were that, on the yeah. Grammys one yeah. night. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, the other guys are all successful in their own right. But Rhymes with Orange was, man, it was awesome. Didn't know the guys. i tell you a funny deal about Steve specifically. Steve and I took summer school together at ICC. And we were the only two kids in class from Tupelo. Miss Ms. Linda Portlow. May she rest in peace. Tennis coach, right? Yes, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Great lady. woman. Passed us mm-hmm. pretty much. We tried, but she told us. And and I, if I'm being candid here, this, her, her verbatim exact words were, "Your ass better be here, and you better try. Mm-hmm. If you do that, you'll be fine." And that's what we did. We didn't understand half of it, but we got C's in algebra. But no, Steve and I would ride back and forth together every day. So he lived kind of where I by where I live now by First Methodist. His mm-hmm. dad was the associate pastor, and uh, I lived in Lee Acres by the middle school. So either he would come to my house and he would drive us, or I would go to his house pick him up and I would drive us. We just alternated days. It was summer school, and uh, Steve always could sing. We played soccer Man, together. He could really sing, but uh, you know he, he had a great line in one of his songs about playing soccer. Yeah, this was for my high school soccer it's, team. I didn't play much, but hey, I stayed clean. That was his line. And he did, <laughs> and it, let me say, dude. Steve was Steve's a good athlete. He's a really good athlete. But man, he his singing was it, it was his calling card, obviously. But we would go to we would go to uh Fulton, of course a twenty five minute drive. we we were going eighty eight because we were always late. But we would always try to find middle ground on either the radio or C D where he'd bring one and we we're popping it, you know, whatever. And he would sing along, and he would just, like I couldn't sing. I, I would just be like, "All right, I'm just gonna let." Steve and you can sing pretty good, but I'm okay. But Steve's like Steve, and I was just like, "I'm just gonna let Steve sing this," you know. But no, that's funny. I, that was, that's 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 a good. I, I, lo- I would love to have like other people's take on like because thinking about it now. Like the band U.S. Yeah, you, it was I so saw fun. Them so many times, but no, dude, there's so many, man. That's that's good stuff. I guess well, I saw Soldier Boy in college. I, I saw a juvenile. I hung out with you. Ju- uh, may or may not have hung out with juvenile. <laughs> <laughs> the ATOS back in the day. Uh, but no, my, 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 my last. Bad one, no. 
Let me tell you something. There's you will not do a party more of an injustice than to play the edited version <laughs> of you do Pack not that play ass it, up. It's if, not a party for sure. But. Because as weird as and you said, if you play the edited ago, version, it's like watching Major League on USA. It's not worth it. But but I'm telling you, you hear that first doom doom. Every this is so crazy. Go to you took me back to Nighttown. C- culturally speaking, <laughs> Beard. and this is uh, you, you take this racist if you want to. It's not. But white. Men our age would get more excited than black men our age yeah. when they hear that. But at the yeah. same time, you know that meme that's got the Rocky Balboa white arm and the uh, the black Apollo guy from over the top. Yeah. And it's oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Juveniles. Yeah. That song you could put that in the middle, and you could put this culture, yeah. that culture together. <laughs> that song brings everybody together. It's yeah. <laughs> good. And then, of course, of all the bigger bands of that time, I bet I saw Robert Randolph. Oh, times dude, same college, here. North Mississippi All Stars. Yeah, those guys. Those Absolutely. are cool. Uh, Robert that Randolph. Was back still when a big Only put was the. Oh, man, dude. Robert Randolph. Bring it back. Funny story. You mentioned the All-Stars. I got to tell this story one time. So it was 2002, and I was a sophomore in college, and I had the world's greatest fake ID. And it had worked all over Peppertown <laughs> and <laughs> Chesterville and Belden and all over, you know, those places and parts. And uh, so I decided to take it to Rick's in Startville where the North Mississippi All-Stars were playing. And I walked up to the bouncer, and he got it, and he held it in his hand, and he goes, this thing's perfect. I don't know what you did, but there's something about it. It's fake. I was like, no, man, it's cool. He's like, I'm telling you, this thing's fake. I can't tell it. I can't prove it. But you got two options, young man. He said, you can go in there and watch the All-Stars with all the rest of the hippies, and I'm going to keep this ID, and you're going to go in there with an 18 and under X on your hand. Or you can leave and keep this ID. I did not ask questions. I took that ID right out of that gentleman's hand, and I sat in the car for three hours while my hippie <laughs> friends were in there with the All-Stars. <laughs> Was not giving that uh, thing away. Get price on it, man. Yeah, I mean, I would go and buy beer for everybody, and it was like Scrooge McDuck jumping back into the big old thing of coins coming back to my dorm room. I couldn't get rid of that thing. But anyway, but anyway, those were good times. And man, that just was... <laughs> college going out on a third. There was nothing like going out on a Thursday, Thursday night in college. Man. Thursday was it. We were at Northwest, and all all the friends did a Wamba. Had a bunch of friends at Delta State. Had some friends at Mississippi State. Yeah. Everybody would meet at the Billiards Club on Thursday night in Oxford for for, for, for penny pitchers or dollar. I mean, you know, just in, Will and John John. They lived in Southwind Cove, right behind it. Oh, I know. So I know it very well. Funny thing, may or may not have seen him there. Just may or not, may or may not. <laughs> probably didn't. Sure, Pick, picker, it didn't happen. <laughs> for, for, for sure, I didn't have a cell phone back then. So yeah, yeah, nobody. I was using yeah. a calling card. <laughs> <laughs> really was. <laughs> well, speaking of music, got some uh, things coming up around here. We got yeah. coming up. Uh, we got who? Who's who's the comedian coming to town? Rodney Carrington. Oh, Rodney. That's right. Good. I'm excited about that. Um, Blue Canoe is always loaded with acts. Absolutely. I went and saw. Uh, I think it's called the uh, the Iceman Special the other night. Is that like they, Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday night. Yeah, I saw that on the. They were really good. They're really good. Um, October seventeenth, Luthi, uh, is coming to Oxford. They're gonna be at Proud Larry's yes. uh, with the uh, Magic City Hippies. So that'll okay. be a really good time. Um, there's a lot going on. Um. There's going to be live music this Saturday at KOK. Uh, yeah. Joe Austin and the Tallahatchies. Joe Austin and my friend Brian Sherwood. They're going to be playing Saturday night at KOK, so that'll you be know a good I time. Went this past Saturday? You did. I had the burn in nachos and watched. I went at half. I told myself. Well, I told Mitch on Friday. I said, I'm coming to KOK. That's right. You told me you were going. And he's like, you coming for lunch or dinner? I mm-hmm. said, I'm going to be starving by lunch. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming for lunch. He's like, yeah. I may be there. Yeah. So I walk up, and he's walking out to go get supplies. He was like, dude. I was like, man. I'm I'm starving. He's like, I gotta go get stuff. We're out. He's like, get in there and eat. I ate there Saturday. I had uh, oh. had char grilled oysters. Oh my god! 
And uh, it, was, it was really Dude, awesome. It's the best meal in town. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, Moscow Mule. Unapologetically say that. Yeah, Moscow Mule and some oysters. It was really good. Uh, so they got music going on there. Um, and then um, tomorrow night, I think on Thursday nights at KOK, they're starting to have like a piano bar night. And Matt Noller from oh, the Spunk I love Monkeys. Oh, piano bar, be able man. To, like, Makes me think of Silkies. Yeah, oh, dude. That's man, so good. You're learning. You're, you're going to learn some. Me, me and you should learn how to play the piano together. We'll, we'll do that. We'll talk about that. <laughs> Me and, if me, me and you should learn how to play the piano together. I'm just saying, because, yeah, right. like, you learn how to play, we'll do dueling pianos here in Tupelo. We'd be the only game in town, for sure. That would be uh, incredible. That would be incredible. But um, there's a lot going on, and I, I'm on a personal note. I'm on a personal note. We got, I have trivia night coming up. So I got trivia night the third Thursday. Backyard. Yes, I got it the third Thursday of every month at Queen's Reward, the meadery off McCullough Boulevard. It's really fun. They have food trucks. This tomorrow... The uh, taco, Takiera Ferris. Dude, the, right over the here. It's taco so good. food truck will be there tomorrow night. Oh, it's so awesome. And uh, yeah, it's really good. And then put chorizo um, and stuff. Mm-hmm, man, I put chorizo on anything for I sure. I will too. Um, and then uh, it's a condiment. It's literally it's like ketchup. <laughs> chorizo and ketchup Pork on my burger. Ketchup. But uh, and then on the twenty fourth, so that's next week of yes. of and it's gonna this is gonna start being a once a month thing as well. Um, having trivia at Forklift in Tupelo. Which is a really good restaurant here in town. Point three miles and from me. McKinley literally can hit a pitch and wedge there. So, <laughs> John John pitch John and John wedge. pitch and wedge for sure. <laughs> so we got those things going on, but um, that's really what I got going on. What what you got going on coming up? Um, well, um, I'm working this weekend because I've been off the past two, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think I'm on the next two. I'm gonna try to catch a state game. I may try to catch LSU at home or Bama at home just because it's LSU and Bama. Right. Uh, I'll obviously catch the Egg Bowl. Uh, like I said earlier, soccer's coming up. October 15th, start. Uh, really looking forward to that. It's going to be one of those years where, um, you know, we lost 11 seniors. Mm-hmm. or Well, nine seniors and two foreign exchange who just so happened to be really, really, really mm-hmm. good. Are, did y'all get any other ones this year? We did. Uh, uh, let's see, Luke's, Luke's one stay with Luke. Yeah. And he's uh, he's going to help us. I think he got a soccer player and maybe a tennis player yeah, this we, year. Yeah, we didn't get the tennis player. I know, but, yeah. I know, but you know. Shout, no, out, shout out to Luke no for, for kidding, man. Uh, taking the exchange students here. Man, Luke's one of the best people in town. He, he does sang really at my work the other day, and it was oh, it's majestic. Man, he's voice of His angel. version of How Great Thou Art, I would take over anybody's. So, in case you don't, in case folks don't know, i got to drop, since McKinney's talking about him, Luke West is a friend of ours. Yes. And uh, he's also the CEO of the Relias Medical Group here in Correct. town. They're the people who uh, run the Tupelo ER and some other ERs in the area. Yeah. Pontotoc, Tuscaloosa, and some other folks coming yeah. up. But when Luke was in high school, maybe even like ninth or 10th grade, he used to sit at a grand piano in Benjamin's. Downtown Tupelo oh, wow. and Danny used to pay Luke on Friday and Saturday nights. As I a remember kid, that to sit in there and sing with all the, in the bar, and it was. I, remember, I remember going in there to eat in college, being just trashed, just to watch Luke. And he was like fifteen, Gosh. just go up there, man. That was he's he, so good. He's such man. a talent. He's our worship leader at church, so it's like going to watch a concert every Sunday. So man. yeah. So anyway, that's what you got going on. You yeah, got work. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I'm 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 gonna be around. I, <laughs> I need to get this house how I want it, mm-hmm. but it's gonna be one of those things where I'm gonna have to call a guy that like. You know a guy. I know a guy. We yeah. all know a guy. Mike Gregory. If you don't call Mike. Mike's going to have to come over here one <laughs> one one day after his nine holes of golf after work. He's sure. going to come over here when the, when the sun goes down. And usually I'm just going to have a laundry list of things of Mike. All right, Mike, how do I get this to work? Well, you know, if you had a corrugated wire brush and a pair of left-handed uh, – <laughs> Edge trimmers, you can just twist it and do it. Mike, Mike, just do it. We're gonna have just to. Do it, we're Mike. gonna have to get him to fix stuff and show him how to listen to podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, I got. Oh, I, I got one more thing coming up that I forgot to tell everybody about. October the eleventh, Tupelo on a Friday night, Chili Fest. Yes, Chili Fest. So I'll be DJing that. DJ Uncle BB in the so house. So what we're gonna try to do 
and I'm hoping that Tupelo is home that night because if they are, hopefully me and Gore can come by and that can be our Fish House Friday. For sure. But you don't get the we don't, we, we won't rate it because it's not fair to the fish houses in the air to rate We can it. actually rate the people's but chilies. we will rate the chilies. That's right. Exactly. We can, yeah. So we'll have our own winner. For sure, and I'll take all the hot requests you got for me. Done. So, yeah. Well, cool. Up down the road. Oh. <laughs> so, once again, applications for a new co-host for the podcast can be sent to at BD Ball. I'm joking. Mac, I know Max just trolling me there. But, uh. <laughs> That's good. Well, well, look, y'all make sure uh, when you're out to and fro this Friday night going to your football games, you're safe. When you're uh, going to your college football games Saturday, whether it be Startville or Oxford throughout these weekends, y'all, you're safe Thursday there. Thursday through Saturday, support yeah. your team. Yeah, support your teams, your, your local junior colleges, your high schools. Um, the kids want you there. They yes. do. Trust me, they want you there. It does not, and it's the, it's the time of year where we're starting to get to separation, too. Yeah, yeah the Getting division play and some of those ones that are traditionally not strong. They need to see faces in the stands. Get your butt there. You don't have anything else better to do on a Friday night. Get there. And if you're one of the folks who doesn't go to athletic events, get to something local. Yes. Whether I mean, y'all listen to us worldwide. We have listeners in California. We have listeners in Oregon. Stephen. Chinese. Chris. Stephen Chris, yeah, is listening in Utah. Do something local. Go see a site. Take some pictures. Put something on Instagram. Uh, get off Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, turn off the TV. Go plant a garden. Go do something cool. So Something very, very cool. Yeah, this weekend. Get out and about and uh, quit complaining. And see some friends. So, anyway. Uh, so, that's going to finish us up today. Uh, just to mention, because we were just talking about football, you can catch me and Brian and our buddy Adam Gore on the scoreboard show on Miss 98, uh, 97.5 on your dial. And you can do it uh, online at miss98.com. Or dot I think net. there's an app. I think it's miss98.net. It miss98.net. And you can listen live there or you can listen on the app. We have a lot of fun. It's literally Facebook the live. highlight of my week. Mm-hmm. Uh Catch us Friday night. Let us know. We'll give you a shout out. Um, yeah. But you can you can listen to us talk all things high school football there. Uh, and then of course you can catch us on the Happening Pod on Twitter. We'll get this linked up pretty soon. And on Happening Pod on Instagram. Uh, it's been a fantastic night, Brian. Thank you for coming by. Thank you for waking me up from my nap. I need for this. Sure. Thanks for having the air conditioner on. <laughs> you know, dude, it's like sixty eight in here right now. All the dogs are asleep, by the way. <laughs> how, how rare! I'm burning up because I got two over here. But anyway, no. Thank you for listening. Uh, We'll see you next time on The Happening Pod.